Welcome to an all-new episode of Coco Explains It All. I'm your host, Nicole Feliciano. On this episode, we are going to dive into Luckiest Girl Alive. I hope you've seen it. It's the new Netflix film that just came out this past week. It is in the top 10, definitely trending. I'm not surprised. Starring Mila Kunis. Um, the acting is very good in this movie. The storyline is very, very tough. I want to say trigger warning. Trigger warning in all capital letters because it is no joke. And I started off watching this movie with my husband. We both agreed that we wanted to see it. We had no idea what it's about. Um, once I started to figure out what it was about, I knew immediately, like I felt more comfortable experiencing it alone. Um, woo, it was tough. It was tough to see those scenes um, and to see how the young lady was dismissed and just the entire story of it all. Um, and again, this is based on brutally true events. Um, the novel was written by Jessica Knoll. And to me, what I gathered from the film, before I give you a little bit more information on it, is um, the importance of art telling your story through art and when i say through art i mean through song through film through a piece of a painting um architecture you name it um whatever your art and your passion being able to tell a story and have people connect with you or to move someone with your story is this is just the point of everything and this film I've seen many films and many documentaries that revolve around rape culture, that revolve around domestic violence, and each one always has sort of the same message, um, and they tell everyone's story, but I always get the same feeling, and I got something different from this film. And um, I'll tell you what I take away from it towards the end of this podcast here, because I want to give a little bit of information as to, without giving away any spoilers, of course, um, on this film. So it revolves around Mila Kunis' character, whom has a beautiful life. She's engaged to a man that is pretty wealthy, <laughs> pretty wealthy. Um, his family comes from money as well. Um, she does have a job, but you can tell that she has some sense of identity crisis. There is a, there is a source of trauma that they let you in on from the very beginning. Um, I wasn't able to figure out what it was. At first, honestly, I'm, I, I don't even want to say it because me saying it is going to, it's going to kind of give it away and I want you to feel the suspense that I felt. So I'm not going to mention that, but I will say that um, they're very good at making you believe different things um, and going with that direction. I have to say that um, once I did some research on the film, I did learn a couple of things that were very surprising to me. And um, it opened my eyes to looking at my abuse, my trauma in a different light. And I will forever think of this movie. And this is why I feel like films are very important because you never know when it's going to touch you. You never know when 
it's going to connect with you in a sense and stick with you for the rest of your life where you're going to feel inclined to now communicate this to other people and connect with them and say, hey, I saw this movie and it really gave me this feeling. And I know that you're, you know, you had to go through this. So if you can watch this film, maybe you'll take something away from it as well. And, and, and this is what I feel film and TV and art, music, this is what it's all about, to promote a feeling, to share our talents and heal one another while we do it. And um, while this film was so tragic, I'm choosing to see that out of it. Um, there is one part that I do want to mention, and there is an exaggeration that happens in the film that actually did not happen in real life. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, if you have not seen the movie, you're going to have to pause. Wait a second. Do you know what time it is? Are you aware that it's officially fall? Is it cozy season? Pumpkin spice season? Fall candle season? Well, I mean, if you haven't gotten your fall candles and you're sick of home goods, Definitely check out Stuck in a Dream Premium Candles. They're cozy, warm, delicate, luxurious scents. Honestly insatiable. Very fresh and clean. Great for game night. Great for intimate nights, if you know what I mean. The Fall in a Dream collection is available now at stuckinadream.com. Head over to that website. We also have some items on sale. Now back to regular scheduled programming. Spoiler alert, if you do not want to know what happened in the rest of the film, please pause now, go watch the film, and come back after you've watched it. So, I have to mention what I read in an article that ties in to something that was exaggerated in the film that actually did not happen, but I need to let you know why it did happen in the film. So here goes. I'm going to read this article. I believe it was from Variety Magazine. Don't quote me. Noel, who is the author of the book, Luckiest Girl Alive, suggested that she had trouble admitting to herself what had happened. The first person to tell me I was gang raped was a therapist, seven years after the fact, she wrote. The second was my literary agent, five years later. Only she wasn't talking about me. She was talking about Annie, the protagonist of my novel, which was a work of fiction. What I've kept to myself until today is that it's inspiration and it's not. Null has said that she was raped by boy she had a crush on. She refers to him as a boy, as well as two other boys. I know I woke facing a bare back. There was a nauseating moment where I had no idea where I was and whom I was with, but that if I had to be with anyone, at least let it be a boy. Please let it be a boy. Then he turns over. He wasn't a boy, she wrote in the essay. He was another boy, a third boy, one I didn't like nor find the least bit attractive. He laughed about how hungover he was, how crazy the party had been, how the reason I couldn't find my underwear were because it was downstairs. In the movie, Annie's friend takes a gun to school and shoots the boy who raped her. But this didn't happen in real life. 
Jessica Knoll said she added the school shooting because she didn't think what happened was bad enough. I still had the idea in my head that what happened to Annie wasn't bad enough because that's what happened to me, she said. I thought I had to make it worse. We live in a society where women who are telling their truths, people who are telling their truths, are fabricating it with something that's even heavier because we feel that society is not going to believe that that even is something to, to worry about or to find a trauma. Shame on society for that. It made for a brilliant film. Absolutely, it was a great film. And whether it had that situation in it or didn't, I do believe that it still was a fucking insane situation. Nothing else needed to happen. I can guarantee you that. But I can understand and I can see why Jessica Knoll would feel the need to do this as a victim myself. Also in the film, you hear Annie mention that they ask her for a documentary that she's going to be doing. Um, would you prefer to be called a victim or a survivor? I believe I should be called a victim. Fuck that, is what she said. And you know what it made me think? Do we call ourselves survivors to soften the blow for the person we're talking to? I'm tired of being a survivor. I wasn't, yeah, obviously I survived the situation, but I was a victim of assault. Something happened to me. I was a victim. I don't want to soften what happened to me. I had to go through it. People go through it and it shouldn't be softened. So yes, I believe now that I'm going to go back to using victim. I was a victim. I was. And I thank Luckiest Girl Alive for teaching me that. It also taught me vindication is all I need. Um, I've always wondered what it would feel like to have my assaulter come forward and admit what they did. What would that make me feel like? What would I feel like I need to do? And honestly, all I would need is for him to be honest and say that he did it. And that's what happened in the film. And she didn't go do anything with it, but go and continue and tell her story. <laughs> all in all, Luckiest Girl Alive was a great film. It left me thinking every single day, and that is exactly what I love art to do for me. I want it to be on my brain as soon as I finish watching it so that I can find new ways to think and new conversations to have with people. That's what art should do for us. And yes, while it was a trigger warning, I feel like for me personally, when I watch these tough movies or TV shows or documentaries, they teach me something, something about myself that maybe I haven't accessed yet. And I find that to be pretty important. And I want to share it with you just in case you gain the courage to do it as well. So I hope you make it to my next episode next week. This was a nice short one. 
Thank you for tuning in to Coco Explains It All. Check out Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix with lead star Mila Kunis. And if you haven't read the novel yet, check out Luckiest Girl Alive by Jessica Knoll. I stand with all of these survivors and victims of assault, of domestic violence, of any trauma. And I hope you do too. Have a good night, everyone.